Hello and welcome to True North EV Podcast. I'm here today with Daryl, who's got some awesome news and stories all about uh, life in Edmonton with his Model S and multiple Teslas. Um, Hope you guys enjoy. Hello and welcome to True North EV. Daryl, how are you? Good, how are you? Not too bad. So we'll get started. Uh, what was the first electric vehicle you wanted and why? Uh, the Tesla Hunter D. Um, and um, I actually ended up in an interesting situation. Uh, I've started a company with Teslas uh, and we lease them out to um, Uber drivers for ride sharing purposes. So I've now got, we've now got seven of these running around Alberta. And uh, so, yeah, I drive one full time and uh, get, get quite a bit of kilometers on it and quite a bit of, it, you know, driving in the winter experience. And uh, yeah, the, uh, the the reason we got them, uh, they're, you know, they're the future of the automobile, really. I'm, I'm very tech savvy. So it's, you know, I was the first to have an iPhone when people had flip phones. So you know, it's always interesting to... Uh, be on the edge of technology and if you you know if you do the price over long term and you want to keep it and or use it for a commercial purpose yeah um you know the maintenance cost and the operational costs just absolutely make sense like without a doubt awesome uh, so you own a model s or a model x 100d right now uh there we have all s's and it's okay the one. yeah awesome and so what kind of range are you getting? Like, is you said all over Alberta, you got them. Is is there a difference in range? Because I know kind of southern Alberta is a little warmer than northern, or are they kind of yeah. all scattered throughout? And... Um, yeah, uh, well, I've driven it from minus, I, I drove that drove that cold, like minus 45, 47 there with the wind uh, between Edmonton and Calgary this past winter. Um, there's that week, week of really cold weather. I did that back and forth three times that week and, uh, you know, all the way up to, you know, the, the pluses 25, 30s in the summer, right? And it's um, the range basically, uh, you know, ver- optimum in the summer versus, you know, absolute worst in the winter. I, I, I say it's half. Um, okay. so my, my, my Hunter D ran basically at the this is um, like I had five people in my car plus luggage. We're, you know, we're going down the highway. I'm, I'm only doing like, you know, a hundred because, you know, I wanted to conserve as much energy as possible. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it got 250 kilometers of range, right. Rather than, the, you know, 500 that it normally gets in, in the optimum conditions. And so uh, why did you choose the EVs? Like, did you have the business idea before the EVs or were the EVs first and then the business type deal? Uh, well, the EVs, I, I knew I wanted to go that way personally. And I wanted to see how I could, if, if there was a way that I could do it into a business. So I'd originally r- written my business plan and took it to some banks and, and got some money. Uh, and I wrote it under a Model 3 is what I was originally just under myself was yeah. my original plan and, uh, you know, get going that way. And, you know, maybe a couple of years down the road, but um, I, I tapped into an investor who just really liked the idea of what, what I was, uh, you know, what I kind of put together. And 
uh, we found out a way to expand it. And, you know, he said, Hey, like we can get this to, you know, 10, 20 cars here, you know, in, in under a year kind of thing, right. Rather than a couple years and really expand on these. And then rather than, you know, driving and, or driving and, and managing these cars is kind of, you know, that's, that's what I do now is just meet up with these other guys and check out their cars. And, you know, it's, uh, so yeah, I've got a pretty pretty good range of these cars now. You know, having seven of them running in diff, you know in all these same conditions and in, in winter times, and um and and we've had like literally no problems with them at all. So do you operate out of Calgary, Edmonton, or both? Uh we do both. I'm I'm out of Edmonton. We've got two cars in Calgary right now, and then the rest are in uh, in Edmonton and area. Okay. And so, did you drive? like a normal like cab or normal uber gas uber before this or uh well i so i had started out briefly using my own gas vehicle just as kind of like uh to get the numbers you know what i mean to see what uh what the cost basis would be and the cost per kilometer and see you know how that works out um just on a very short-term basis for that you know data gathering purpose but um, and then once I, I kind of already knew, but you know what I mean? You wanted to get your own numbers. So then once I had that data, I was like, all right, you know, it, it just made sense, uh, to, to go to the EVs. So, yeah. And what vehicle did you have before the Model S then? I ran a, um, just Dodge minivan. Uh, okay. I, I still have it. That'll be, um, that's moved over to the, you know, that's the family only vehicle now that'll be moved, uh into retirement or it'll be out of service actually once the cyber truck is out i've got one of those on order so um that'll, that'll be my next uh next dive into the next ev so be complete retirement of ice vehicles from there on in nice and uh so are you then going to be trying to get like a little fleet of cyber trucks going also or just one for your personal I- self type deal I think it'll start out as personal, but a lot of, I've got a lot of requests already. You know, a lot of people are asking, you know, are you getting one? And once I say that I am, they're like, Oh, you know, are you going to run it in this? And I was like, you know, I, I, I plan by the time it's out. Cause that's, you know, I'm, I'm expecting probably two and a half years before yeah. I'll get my delivery of mine. Um, Cause I ordered the tri-motor. So it's, you know, later on. So actually but, the tri-motors are the first ones. Now uh, uh, I think they changed it. Yeah. They, I know they flipped them around. Yeah. They went, they're going to go dual first and then try just after that okay is what they're doing but yeah they're originally going to go the single motor first then dual then triple but they uh put the put the single motor way after the even the triple now so um, okay yeah so even still they 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 earlyed that timeline up but it was yeah uh, i'm i'm still realistically i'm gonna think two and a half years to delivery like probably yeah two years before they're in production and given you know six months to get some deliveries out and whatnot so but, um, you know, I'll, I'll probably be doing less driving then than I am now. But still, you know, Teslas are just so amazing. It's so fun to drive. Like, it's not it's not even work. You know what I mean? Like, to, yeah, um, yeah. I, I've now I've got uh, I basically average 10,000 kilometers a month on on these cars. And wow. Um, like problem free. Everybody asks me, what's your biggest expense? Um, wash of fluid. <laughs> <laughs> like. Uh, car and car, and, and car washes yeah and so did you or any of the guys that you lease uh vehicles to did they 
did you guys have to make any big changes to your driving style going from a normal gas vehicle to an electric? So I think the other guys did more than I did. I'm uh, maybe very um, prudent on doing so. So I, I, I can tell you that I've probably realistically never had a cell phone die on me. So that, yeah. So I just got into the, you know, I'm in the always habit of as soon as there's somewhere to plug in the car, no matter what, and no matter how long you're going to be there, just plug the car in, right? And or I always, you know, if I have appointments, I see, seek out chargers in the area. You know, maybe I'll walk a block or two. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it's just getting people into that same mindset there. If, if they're driving full time for, you know, ride sharing purposes, they're, they're simply supercharging. Right. But uh, you know, when you're, you know, it's on the personal side, right. Especially some of the cars that are a little shorter range than others. Cause like I've got the hundred D, but some of the other cars are 85s and stuff. So they've got a little, a little less range, but uh, um, you know, they're, uh, they're still great cars. Right. And they, they charge great. And, um, yeah, it's, uh... So did you get into this kind of based off seeing test loop or was this an idea that you had just as a way for you to get an electric type deal? Um, kind of both. I've, I've been following Tesla and Elon for a long time since the early 2000s, actually, since he you know got into the PayPal such. So I've been definitely uh, you know looking for a way to get into a Tesla and or you know, find some way to make, make something out of it because, you know, I just saw everything going that way. Right. Like I was, I'm, I'm of the age that I was around for the, the start of the internet and I was in, in the right time period for all of that. Right. I was, yeah. I was positioned myself accordingly technology wise when, you know, when other people weren't so much. So, yeah. you know, it's just like, and, 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 you know, I've, I've now got 2,500 rides that I've done on Uber with the cars and, you know, probably 95% of them are, are positive for sure. Right. There's very few haters. And if they do, usually they, you know, they're quiet about it, but, um, you know, well, you're always going to have the person that had a bad day or whatever also. So, yeah. Yeah. But generally it's, uh, you know, it makes everybody's day having, uh, to get into a Tesla, you know, most, most people know what it is and they're excited and you know what I mean? It makes their day rather than, uh, you know, rather than anything, but you know, there's, there's always the heavy oil people in Alberta that uh, you know just absolutely yeah. despise it, and they won't go any other way. But uh, <laughs> but uh, that's that's where I, I used to be oil field years ago. Um, so I like to bring that up, right? So they like to see that contrast there. So. And do you find with doing Uber for with the Model S, do you find anybody really struggling with the door handles? Then. Uh- um i've had none so one of some of the older cars we've had a couple issues with doors but we're quite inept in the uh in fixing them now so we can get them in and out and repaired quite quickly but once they're upgraded they've been good so it's just those okay. those older style those version because they're on like version three handles like my hunter d has the, yeah. the version threes those i've had no problems with those zero Awesome. So yeah, it's only the the version twos is uh, is what we've had problems with. And what's the longest trip you've uh, done it in your Tesla? Uh, like nonstop or no, even like with stops or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I 
we purchased one of the cars in Quebec and I drove it back from Quebec uh, via the United States last summer. Um, all the way down, the, you know, through the southern United, or northern United, northwestern United States, and, and back, you know, into Montana and into Alberta, and uh, that was kind of my first full, deep in long experience driving the cars, right? Um, Supercharge, and that was an '85 car as well. So, little, you know, it was I had to stop to supercharge every 200 kilometers, right, along the yeah. along the interstates, and it was fantastic. Um, you know, I, I got home, uh, I was like. And I've done a lot of traveling in the day and the, and the standard type traveling where you, you know, you drive till you run out of gas or somebody has to go to the bathroom. Um, yeah. So, or, you know, you put, push that tank, um, but being forced to get out every two hours and you're like, well, you know, there's nothing else I can do. And the charges on that car ranged from, you know, you're going from a 15 minute stop to a 50 minute stop. Right. Depending on, you know, it was kind of, it varied every, every kind of second or third, right. You, you know, you kind of the low, medium and the high, high charge you would do. So I yeah. just kind of plan, plan to eat at the longer ones. And, uh, unless there was something, you know, you'd look ahead, Oh, there's something cool on. And that 85 as well was a non autopilot car. So it was, that was all just, you know, cruise control driving back and it was still phenomenal, but being forced to get out every two hours and charging is the way that we should be traveling. Like, I was like, you know, get out and walk around, see where you're at. You know, you're in different states that you may never be in again or different chargers. And, you know, I do my 10,000 steps a day walking around superchargers and checking out different towns and malls. And, you know what I mean? And I was like, well, it's got a charge, right? I've got 40 minutes to be here. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I used to do the same driving, like drive kind of till I needed gas and then go. And I would do 1,400 kilometer trips and, but I just had a kid and we did a trip and it was every two hours. And even that it added two hours to the trip, but you felt a lot more uh, able to go those extra time instead of just exhausted when you get back yeah. or when you get to the destination. Yeah. yeah it, it basically... And now did you use, go ahead, go ahead, good. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, uh, yeah, it just reduces the fatigue, right? Is is all it does. Yeah. It, it's uh, e even uh, like had I, I'd love to do it again in the autopilot now. And now that the can across Canada is open, I'd like to do my hundred D. You know, depending on how things go, and you know, the summer wise, if we're gonna have a summer or not. But um, it'd be nice to do the cross Canada trip, right? Yeah. And so you use superchargers all the way from Quebec. Yeah. To your place. Uh, uh the only point so uh great falls montana uh so butte was the last supercharger and then i went from butte to, to great falls and spent the night there at a hotel that had a destination charger and then i made it from there to uh lloyd or sorry to um lethbridge and then i had to do a okay. slight slow charge there just to make sure that i'd make it to fort mcleod because i wasn't I hadn't been up that way and I was not sure if that, you know, if, if you get a heavy headwind or something there going into Fort McLeod, like it was, I think, yeah. I think my, my rough guess was like, I'd have about eight kilometers of range left by the time I hit Fort McLeod, if I didn't stop and I was not, not willing to push that, that car that hard. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'll just stop in, in Lethbridge for, you know, half an hour, or 45 minutes and get a, you know, a little bit of a slow charge at one of the hotels and, you know, at least to get you 
25, 30 kilometers, you know, at your, at Fort McLeod instead of eight. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, sure enough, it was, you know, windy going there. So it did definitely ate up a, a bit more range than, than you'd like, but no, that, that was the only, uh, slow charging I, I had to do in that car. And, uh, other than that, it was a fantastic trip. I, I said, I'd, I'd, I would have turned around and went right back to Quebec. Uh, it was, it was that comfortable to do and nice now what would you say out of the tesla model s's that you have what what's the worst feature or item in them <laughs> even maybe some of that from the older ones that they've corrected uh on the newer ones um i this is the funniest thing ever probably so the washer sprayers on and and it's funny. I think I've, some of the older cars seem to have better one than my hundred D, but a number of the newer ones seem so they're like very jet spraying, flu, fluid eating um, washer sprayers versus you know just a nice mist pattern. <laughs> um, so yeah, like from a day to day driving, I would say that would be my biggest complaint of the whole car, and that's you know hundred thousand plus kilometers of driving them already you know yeah. and 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 yeah that's pretty pretty funny that that's my biggest complaint i would say um i, I i've driven a bit of the x too for probably 20 30 000 kilometers like my got a little more complaints on that one uh than than the s but no the s um now the s i would probably say so i've i've done a lot of my own work to them as well like i've pulled the frunks out of them and you know had a look in the underside and stuff and done some we we put dash cams in the car and stuff so i wire those in myself so um i on that side i see like a lot of um changes that they've done on the cars that have made it much easier to work with uh afterwards yeah. uh something's harder but there's reason to them like some of the older cars have a very easy to change cabin air filter and the newer ones, you got to like rip the glove box apart, which is really not that bad to do. It's still fairly quick, but it's not quite as easy. But uh, you, you look at that and I, you know, you think, well, why would they have done something like this? So I actually looked into it and it turns out the new filters that they use in the newer S's cost half as much as the ones that they had in the older cars. So it's just purely a cost savings purpose. Yeah, I'm, I, I could see it now that somebody, you know, ran in you know to elon we can switch to these filters we got to move them to the inside of the glove box but you know but they're half the cost right you know and uh, you know something that simple and you know you could see it on the assembly line and it would just make sense they wouldn't do something like that if it wasn't like a cost saving and time saving measure so you, that's kind of you know what i mean versus the old cars and the new ones as you're going through them you can see these slight little changes like that the 12 volt batteries in the older cars are just buried uh, inside there and they're just not fun to change or to get out or anything whatsoever and uh, they've changed that now now like the newer cars they're like you pop the front open boom it's right there especially since that's kind of the main thing that the, the, is the big issue yeah. in the te electrics yeah and actually with, which i can also say like through all of our cars we have yet to do any 12 volt uh work to any of them so so we had an M we had an MCU failure on on one, and and thus far that's basically been it. Wow! Tires. And going with the going with the cabin air filter, I've noticed though, like even in my personal experience, most seem to be 
in the behind the glove box. Yep. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was kind of the norm place to have them, but uh, they they had it like formerly it was under the frunk, but very easy under one piece of plastic, quite easily. Yeah. to get at right. And so, what's probably the best uh, feature of your Model S's? Uh, throughout all of them, or specifically? Either or. Uh, specifically, uh, the autopilot, without a doubt. Uh, I don't think even in I... the city. Even in the city, yeah, I still use it. Like on any straightaway going through downtown, unless you're like in a residential, that's pretty well the only place I don't use it. Okay. Uh, if there's any, I, I'd use it to help regulate my speed, maximize efficiencies. Um, you know what I mean? Just to give like a more consistent ride to passengers as yeah. well, right? Like, uh, um, like I, I maintain like a like a four point nine nine rating, like pretty well you know as high as you can get right like i got like one under five star rating um so you know what i mean it's just kind of kind of that yeah. so um definitely that um ov- overall through all of them just like the complete low cost of maintenance like just the the look of the car probably too you know it, it's a very timeless look it doesn't uh it doesn't when I tell people, you know, they, they say, oh, this is, you know, what years is this? has got to be just brand new. And I'm like, no, this car is actually four years old. Right. And, and I said, and they look, you know, other than the nose cones of the cars, they've looked the same since 2012. And everybody's like, really? Like they didn't change any. I was like, well, no, it's been, you know, it's like a computer. They upgrade the internals or, or they've made them more, yeah. more efficient to build. I said, really? I said, they've changed the seats and, um, you know that that's pretty well it the options along the line when you purchase the car have become standard versus options so that's that's pretty well it and everybody's you know just like you know just floored at that idea right but uh, overall the autopilot without a doubt <laughs> now do you have full self-driving in I, any of them or uh so actually mine is the only one with full self-driving all the rest of them um the the earlier older 85s don't uh, have any cameras whatsoever yeah and then we have a couple of um camera cars that don't i think that you could have gotten like an early version to autopilot at the time but they yeah they're not letting you have that anymore on those cars so but um i've found some way else if the mcu goes on those cars apparently there's a way to possibly open that up as well great yeah now would you then if i purchase or when you purchase more uh, vehicles for this uh would you be looking at full self-driving to possibly switch over to that route or no um at this time no we're we're actually really targeting a certain like those 85 cars we're getting uh out of quebec for like just fantastic prices like people I love people's mentality that they think cars are absolutely garbage after 100 to 150,000 kilometers, and I'll and I'll take that all day because I know that a Tesla does not qualify for that kind of mentality, right? Yeah. And well, that might be more true on a gas type vehicle, absolutely. but on electric, yeah. it doesn't even matter. No, no, and and people, but it's that gas mentality that everybody yeah. has. Even if they like, like one, the one guy that you know that we bought one of the cars off of in Quebec privately i you know i met with the guy picked it up off him looked it over and whatnot and he that that was what he was he's you know no it's got you know it's 
coming up to a hundred thousand kilometers, it's time to get rid of it, right? Like you know, he's he had it a number of years, like he had it like four years, right? So didn't yeah. do a whole lot of driving with it, but uh enough, right? And but that that particular car, the guy had he had free supercharging on the car and had he said, I, I think I used it once, he said. All he did, yeah, he, he had slow charging at work and at home. So he was like, Well, I he's like, mostly I would just charge at work. Right. He said, you know, if I had to and he lived at a point that was close to wherever, you know, in, in Quebec, wherever they go, it was, he was always close enough. Right. You know what I mean? He never had to supercharge for it. So when I drove that car across the country, that was the most it's whatever super had it ever supercharged. And uh... now does the supercharging, the free supercharging, does that get passed on to the next owner then or? Uh, so yes, uh, there, there's some caveats in that basically any used car you buy from tesla anymore that had it they are removing it because they yeah. are re-owning the cars so they can basically do whatever they want to them right um now buying it privately or from a dealer tesla doesn't have their hands in between it on again so the contracts on those cars are a lifetime of the car has free supercharging right okay so um you know again they're able to change that if they you know, if the owner sells it back to Tesla, they're, they're, they're removing it. Now, have you bought in most of your vehicles privately or through dealerships or a combination of Com- combo of, of both actually? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Pro- and what has your experience been with the dealership side of it? Um, ours very good. Actually, they, they just, de- the, our most recent one we purchased was uh, an 85 out of Quebec out of a Porsche dealer. So my, my suspicion was the, the owner bought a Taycan, uh, was kind of the, the wording of the, the guy that uh, we purchased it from. So he just did a trade in, um, of his 2014 model S and, um, got himself a Taycan and he basically gave this car away to them. Um, we, it just, Phenomenal price we got it for even shipped. We got got it thrown on the train. See, Quebec had gotten up to $16,000 in rebates on those cars. So people in Quebec are fine with, you know, you know, selling them for much less. Whereas in Alberta, like I'll I'll tell you straight up shipped to Alberta from Quebec, $37,000 for this car. Like wow. lifetime free supercharged, like mint <laughs> condition, just be- beautiful car. Um, rear rear wheel drive only was the only thing, but I don't know if you've driven one of those. They are still. It phenomenal. doesn't even matter. It does not. I've, I've driven them in heavy winter. If the traction control is just unbelievable on those cars, um, you know, and it's what a great deal, right? Like, um, and and there's a lot of those. It's not just a rare deal, um. You know, and the same thing. It, that one has 150,000 kilometers. The guy figured out oh, that's it. You know, done. Um, I I found out when the, we got the car here too that uh, I called Tesla, and there's still bumper to bumper warranty on it for another 10,000 kilometers yet. <laughs> right. And then I, I get I guess, what has been the service like with Tesla with these, or are most of your vehicles out of warranty when you get them, or? Um, so we have lucked out. So we either got them when they had a little bit of bumper to bumper left, and then they all have um, motor and battery warranty. Yeah. Um, for I think the, the the least one we have is two years uh, left on it, but most of them are like four or five or six years. 
depending on the years of them, right? Of yeah. the motor. Because you guys but... have old enough ones that they're still unlimited kilometers, correct? Yes, they're all actually unlimited kilometers. Um, okay. And actually, I have one that Tesla called a unicorn that we got, and it has a no mileage, no end date warranty on the battery and motor. Oh, <laughs> how does that work even? <laughs> they, they apparently offered it, uh, according to Tesla, they had different offerings at different times through different years. You know what I mean? Like different, they said there were yeah. so many changes of them that you have to run the VIN number and they'll tell you, you can't assume that there's one thing or another, but this particular car has bumper to bumper for another 80,000 and unlimited battery and warrant and motor. The Which Tesla, is fantastic for, me, for a company like yours. Oh, yeah. When Tesla ran it, they said, oh, you've got one of those unicorn cars, they said. I was like, oh, what does that mean? And they said, for a very short time, Tesla had offered, you know, just to try and get people buying their cars, like, no end date warranty on on the motor and battery. I was like, oh, that's phenomenal, right? I'm like, well, we're going to mile, we're going to mile that car right out. <laughs> like, and, and honestly, I want to see I want to see these cars go with a million on them. Right, yeah. like on on all of them, like with with very minimal. Um, I can I can attest the the only issue I had had with one car, which was mine in particular, and this isn't specific to EVs either, is the body control module plug rattled loose and popped out, and the car just died on me. And that was with my 100D with three <laughs> with 300 kilometers of factory warranty left on it. <laughs> So roadside flat bedded it to Calgary for me uh, for free because it was still under warranty and they had it running the next day. And all it was, was just it unscrewed. So again, this is, you know, body control module is something that every vehicle, regardless of EV or gas has. And, yeah. you know, regardless of e either kind of vehicle, it would shut the vehicle down the same. So, you yeah. know what I mean? I, it's not an, e and, and, and I was in no way, I had just dropped a passenger off and, man can those cars coast i coasted a, a kilometer and a half to an area that was like per, a parking lot that was perfectly safe to roll into to because i knew i was like i'm gonna have to get a tow like when i tried to reboot it and it wouldn't reboot i knew i was like no this is gonna get towed so rolled into a nice parking lot that nobody was at and roadside assistance told me it was going to be somebody would be there in an hour 23 minutes later tow truck showed up um yeah, every, everything with Tesla service as well has been phenomenal for my behalf. I'm hoping that's not because we have seven cars. I, I'd like to, you know, I've, I've heard some people not have as good, you know, um, service or, you know, things with, with Tesla service in Calgary, but um, I, I can't say the same. I've, I've had no problems with them whatsoever. So here in Winnipeg, I know we do have, I know we used to call them Rangers, but I don't yep. think they're called Rangers anymore. Yeah. No, they still are. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. Are. I, I just heard somewhere that they're not called Rangers anymore. But no, um, do you guys have Rangers then in Edmonton? Yeah, we do. Or does actually. all your work have to go to Calgary? Uh, no, we had a couple small like warranty items, headlights and stuff on a couple of the cars that went before they were up. And uh, I had the Ranger come to my heated garage and work on all the cars he had you know couple, they're all small item things right uh, you know, yeah. the, the trim pieces or this or that that were all um you know factory warranty covered and no he great guy updated the cars had a good chat with them he like <clears throat> he 
you know, when, when the guy's working in your, in your own personal garage, you get to get, you know, see how he does it and able to bother him a bit. And he sets a good block of time too, for, uh, for repairs. And actually the funny part was the biggest, the long, the longest it took him versus changing headlights and everything else. And, and one of these cars was uh, just doing an, a more flash software update to the car. He said like downloading it. That, that's, what, that's what took the longest. I think it was like an hour and a half. I think he did the wow. headlight. I think he did the headlight in like 20 minutes, popped the whole bumper off, swapped it out. Um, you know, a couple other cars, you know, just quick door handle items and stuff like that. And, no, um, so yeah, all around good response from them. Awesome. Um, have you converted anybody to an EV? Do you give out your uh, Tesla uh, code and all that with the um, Ubers? So I've been in the midst of trying to. I I, I think I'd I'd gotten a number of business cards printed up prior to uh, getting all involved with this. So I'm going to actually now add like a QR link to the back of my cards for purchasing them. But I've yep. had three people comment on um, my Uber um, account that they're going to purchase EVs. One lady in particular was flying home. I was dropping her off at the airport and she had wanted, uh, she was like new vehicle time anyways. And she had a gas vehicle that was costing her a fortune in my, in gas on Vancouver Island. Uh, you know, it was yeah. like, you know, dollar fifty, dollar sixty a liter there. And um, you know, she's just like, I'm just done with this, right? Completely. And she actually especially wrote on, in Vancouver. Oh, especially. And and she <laughs> she had written right on there that like I'm ordering one on the plane now that that I took one to the airport. She's like, because oh, and that's a lot of people are like, well, how do you get them? Because so many so much information is not like people just don't know what's going on. Like a lot of people, oh, doesn't it take like six months to get one of these cars? I'm like, oh no, no. And you order one online. I said, I think the last time I did a build in price on a Model S, it was four weeks. And they're like, Yeah, really? I was like, Yeah. And I said, The Model 3s are like two to three weeks. And they're like, What? Really? I was like, Oh, yeah. Like, they're, I said, If you get one, you know, if they have the odd couple in Calgary that are, they'll, they pretty well only ship them if they're purchased, but they'll have a couple in inventory, right? Very, very few that they know they're going to, move quickly that they can get out right like they don't stock them like normal dealers do but um well and that's even the difference so like i have a hyundai kona electric mm -hmm. where i had to wait what five months for mine versus if i would have ordered a model three i would have had it in at that point a month or two yeah so it, that's even what I tell people. If you need a car right away, Tesla is the way to go. Yeah. It's the least amount of wait time. Um, and any other, I guess, with the, all those drives and all that, any interesting little quirks or any interesting little tidbits that uh, others might enjoy? Um, th just the whole comfort of the car, I think is the biggest thing. Like everybody, you know, they say, you don't, you know, it's hard to feel that you're moving. Um, cause there, you know, there's the shift between yeah. the vehicles, right? It's just the straight power. Um, my, mine has the full air ride suspension and everything. So it's, it's just like a big pillow, big 5,000 pound pillow. <laughs> right. Um, the, uh, 
mine has the full glass roof as well. So, you know, a lot of people, everybody loves that. And, you know, they, I'd say mostly everybody gets in the car, they catch the screen right away and are just blown away by the size of it. And then once they sit back and they like, you know, kind of get themselves comforted, they look, Oh my gosh, you know, look at the roof. Is that, is that a mirror? Is that see-through? And I'm like, no, that's just a big sheet of glass. And everybody's, you know, wow like this is a whole like and, and you know going through downtown in edmonton and stuff or you know calgary just a whole different view um of the city right rather than being in a yeah topped up cab right or you know something without uh without the ability to see what's going on awesome now is there a way that if somebody's in edmonton or calgary and they need an uber that they can reach out to just you guys or so we actually, uh, all of us operate under, there's another service out of Calgary um, named Enorbis, uh, and they uh, are like, they're a Tesla only kind of like a business class. So they want to operate like a Uber black or select the higher end type car yep. again, only with, only with Tesla's. So um, we all operate under them. So they have their own app now going. So um, if you want us specifically, or one of us, you, we operate under both, uh, you know, companies. So that's the easiest way i would say to to get us now uber is apparently in cal or in um sorry in vancouver they're just testing this feature of being able to favor a driver um it hasn't moved to edmonton yet but um if it does you know we'll that that'll definitely be you know more beneficial to people as well right then you'll be able to pick and then we're also kind of banking on tesla taxi they're talking about they're going to allow drivers to um operate part of it right um, with yeah. before it's fully autonomous in different areas so i'm kind of hoping for that is another you know what i mean just continue all the different uh revenue streams for these drivers to be able to operate these cars right and just enjoy them like a b- bunch of them are truck drivers or former truck drivers and they're just like you know being beaten up in a truck all day <laughs> that you know you're working for another guy driving driving across the country and never know when you're going to be home versus a tesla you know i can get my groceries for free i get my gas for free like most of these guys uh 40 amp charge at home um but even still the cost is so minimal right like it's more just a top up to make sure that you you know up here uh is there any other way that uh somebody can reach out to you if they got questions about either starting a kind of similar business to yours maybe in another province or whatever uh What's the best way for somebody to reach you or any shout outs you want to do or anything like that? Um, pr- probably the best way, um, try electriccarmanagement.com. Um, and then my, my info's on there, um, would be the best way to get a hold of me. Um, my name, Daryl Kolowski, I'm on Facebook, uh, for the company. You can, you know, message me that way. Um, yeah, those, those are probably the two, two best ways to get a hold of me. Awesome. And, any other info or anything you want to share with others that might be looking at getting into something similar to this? Um, well, at the, on, on the business side, I'd, I'd be happy to chat if you're just looking, you know, for a new vehicle or whatever. I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely no salesman, never was. And yeah. I'm just, just passionate about the vehicle that I drive. And, um, you know, I, I highly encourage just, just, from the monetary side of things, if you're looking for a vehicle that, you know, you want for a long period of time and you want it problem free and, you know, an EV is the way to go, like with, without a doubt, you know, I, I won't be biased to Tesla in this, even though I am, but there's, there's many great ones out there, but um, you know, it's just, 
a matter of picking what works best for you. So, um, you know, being able to have the right service and whatnot for what you get and um, support for it. And, you know, look, looking at the future of vehicles, right? This is where they're going. And if it's the time to get them, may as, may as well look at an EV because they're definitely worth it. Yeah. Without a, without a doubt. And, and as you've shown, it doesn't matter if it's new or used with an no, EV. Yeah. Like I, no. I've been telling a lot of people, like, go look at Quebec, Ontario, you know, any of those Eastern provinces that got huge rebates. Those cars are just phenomenally priced, you know, hop on a plane, go pick one up. Like they're not like a normal car. Right. Again, it's not those, you know, hundred thousand kilometers and they're no good anymore. Right. It's uh well, and, and especially with the Teslas being all aluminum, there's less oh, yeah. concerns with the out east with the salt and all that. Yeah, um, there's there's a few things like um, the the hood uh, um, supports the shocks and stuff like that, but those are you know what I mean. Those are cheap switch outs. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're not thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of dollars in repairs, right? So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I I thank you again so much, Daryl, yeah, no for problem. time, and it was. Awesome talking to you. Yeah, great um, talking to you. And you have yourself a great rest of the day. Yeah, you as well, man. Take care. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. I want to thank Daryl again for his time and the awesome news. And it's awesome seeing somebody using multiple Teslas for business, especially out in Alberta. And uh, so, yeah, thanks so much for your time. And if you guys want to reach me, it's at truenorthev at gmail.com. Or you can uh, find me on Facebook and Twitter at truenorthev podcast. And you can also use the Anchor app and actually send a voice recording to me if you so choose. So you guys have, I got one more interview of this kind. Uh, So that will come out on Wednesday. And hope you guys enjoy any questions, comments, feedback, so you can send them my way. You guys have yourself a great week. Bye.